Ballot counting continues in Arizona, Nevada, New York. I'm sorry, not New York, but Oregon, California, Washington. And the New York Times has some ideas on how we can deal with all the stress that this is creating. The great jobs market that Joe Biden keeps touting looks like it might finally beginning to implode due to, you know, inflation and all that fun stuff. And let's talk sports. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you had a great day yesterday. Hope you had a great night. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about the elections. I really don't want to get into the elections too much. I, I really just have no desire. There's just some couple of things that uh, that uh, we should just review a little bit. Joe Biden took a B12 shot yesterday and decided to do a speech. He was all giddy. As I said, he was going to see this as a resounding victory. And he did. He called for unity. He said he needed to reach across the aisles because he is going to lose the House. And there is a clear path for Republicans to win the Senate if Donald Trump stays out of the way. But it was a resounding victory for Joe Biden, even though he has 28% approval ratings with independents. And yeah, well, anyway, um, so he called for unity. Republicans and Democrats have to get together, except for those ultra super duper mega MAGA people. They're still evil and soulless and, and he w- won't deal with them. So yes, Mr. Unifier, uh, he was asked, are you going to change your policies? Because yeah, there was a, there was, you know, you did lose the house after all, and your approval ratings still suck. Um, so are you going to make any changes? And he said, nope, he wasn't going to do a darn thing. Then he went off and started asking a pre-selected group of reporters. Of course, Fox News wasn't one of them. Newsmax wasn't one of them. OAN wasn't one of them. He asked a bunch of, of CNN, MSNBC, AP folks, and they asked him preening questions. So it was, again, one of the things I liked about Trump is that he would talk to anybody and then he'd put them in their place. This guy just his his news his news conferences they're just so boring. As a matter of fact, I, I used like to watch it on YouTube after the speech is done so I can sit back and just fast forward it because it's like, oh my God. The red trickle may turn out to be a red high tide if the planets align correctly. Um with 44 seats still in doubt, Republicans are only 10 seats away from the majority. So they're going to get the majority. Not going to be a huge majority. Probably 10 seats. Um, though, this will be close. It's not going to be, it's not going to be, uh, you know, they're not going to have a 40-seat lead, which I think they kind of need. Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker are going to be running uh, a runoff. They're going to be in a runoff. Neither could reach 50%. Uh, the uh, Herschel Walker is only about half a percent from Warnock. So I believe Warnock had a, uh, had a 49.4 and Herschel Walker had a, what was it? A, a 48.9. So it was a really close election separated by, I believe, by 40,000 votes. So that's going to be a huge race. I'm really curious to see how exactly 
the Republicans are going to deal with this and if Trump is going to get involved. Because Trump's been a disaster for the Republicans this cycle. He's just been a disaster. A lot of people, Trump is supposed to make an announcement that he's running for president on the 15th. And everyone, everyone, including his own advisors are saying, don't say a thing until after the the runoff. Because if Trump says he's going to run on November 15th, a lot of Democrats might come out and go after Warnock. Just like, I mean, Trump is so undisciplined. Golly. Anyway, we're going to talk more about him later because I'm sure it's going to get far more exciting. Now, in a bit, bit of actually really good news for Republicans, um, the Republicans will probably win the popular vote in this election. That's a bit of a surprise. I can't even remember the last time Republicans won a uh, the popular vote. I don't think a Republican has won the popular vote since Reagan. That's how long it's been. I'd have to look that up, but I'm not sure. But that is a pretty amazing bit of news, if true. means a lot of independents went back. And don't forget, they made a lot of inroads with the Hispanic communities. They made a lot of inroads with the black communities. I got news for you. We may not have done really well. We may have not have done really well this election. But the reality is there's some good news coming out of this. And I think we should look at the we should look at the silver lining like I said yesterday. The only kicker is it's going to be what's Trump going to do. Well, the New York Times has released some advice for all those snowflakes out there who might become very stressed if there was a red wave on Tuesday. Of course, there wasn't, so that maybe they're not as stressed out. Needless to say, they got mocked online. I don't want to mock the the Times. Um, They just know their base. They know their readers, and they know their readers are left-wing, college-educated snowflakes. So they decided to help them out a little bit. So here's the advice. This stuff just trips me out because I actually see people on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, and on uh, TikTok doing this crap. Okay, so here are the five moves. The five-finger breathing. This is from the New York Times. This is, they actually didn't post this in the newspaper. This was on their, this was on their tweet, Twitter feed. Try five-finger breathing. Trace the outside of your hand with a pointer finger. When you trace up, breathe in. When you trace down, breathe out. You need to actually work. You need to use two hands to breathe. Wow. Cool down. This is this is AOC's done this one. I think I actually did a video of this. Plunge your face into a bowl of ice water for 15 to 30 seconds. Oh, Jesus Christ. Stupid people. Move. Even a walk around the block can offer some relief for an uneasy mind. You know what, And a walk around the block, I think this is a good idea. But you know what, during all of uh, the pandemic, maybe you should have told these fat people to walk around the block before, and maybe they would have lost some weight. Okay, breathe like a baby. Oh, jeez. Focus on expanding your belly as you breathe, which can send more oxygen to the brain. Limit scrolling. Consider plotting out specific times when you can look for election updates. My God help us. Things didn't go well for me yesterday, but I never even considered that I would 
get so stressed out that I would have to get some advice on how to deal with it or soak my head in, in cold water. And here's the other thing about this. If you get that stressed out over an election, you probably shouldn't be voting. But this is the fear the Democrats have been peddling. They've been peddling fear. End of democracy. End of world. The climate change is going to, we're going to catch fire. By the way, the New York Times published videos of the world on fire because of climate change. Our youth are so stupid. Okay. Okay, this is, this isn't going, this isn't, this isn't going to be good. So, so we got some good news today. We did get some good news and I'm going to call out the good news. The Fed might be making a dent in inflation. So inflation went from 8.3% to 7.7%. That's great. Now prices in the stores aren't going down that much that they did make a complaint about that, that they're just not going down as far as they should have. But they are going down. So that is that is good stuff. That is good news. Um, there are complaints that gas is going up again. I don't know if that's true. We're going to have to take a look. But the tech sector is going to be the leader of everything falling apart, of people being laid off. And this is going to be a problem for the Biden administration because even with inflation the way it is, that's the only thing they can hang their hat on is that in the uh, unemployment rate is low in historic figures low like right now it's 3.7 percent now again it went up from 3.4 percent so unemployment is not looking great right now but according to the daily wire meta ceo that's facebook mark zuckerberg dismissed 13 percent of the company's workforce wednesday as revenues lag and costs increase social media firms performance has worsened significantly over the past year as as executives began pouring resources into developing the metaverse, an immersive virtual reality that Zuckerberg believes will serve as the next phase of digital communication. Beyond excessive funds devoted towards the project, analysts had criticized Zuckerberg for more than tripling payrolls from 25,000 to 85,000 people over the past four years. This is the problem throughout tech, and they're all, they're all facing it right now. Alphabet, which owns Google, has had said they're losing money now, and they may need to lay off soon. Twitter has just laid off half their workforce because of the money they're losing. According to um, uh, Elon Musk, they're losing $4 million a day. Here's something I just thought of. Why don't these guys stop buying foosball tables and cappuccino machines and make these people actually put in some work? And why are these tech companies so big? I understand Facebook is trying to implement the metaverse, which I think is going to be a big mistake. I, I don't think people are going to embrace this the way he thinks. But I, cut your costs a little bit. Amazon is losing money. Shown, they've shown a decrease in income. I separate Amazon from uh, the other uh, Twitter and Google and Facebook. I separate them because their employees are obviously not as coddled. But people are buying a lot less. Why? Well, inflation, recession, high gas prices, all this energy problems, supply chain problems. People have less money. 
And the problem with the tech sector, especially when you talk about Alphabet, uh, you talk about uh, Google, I'll say Google, you talk about Google, Twitter, and uh, especially Facebook, their products and services actually cost a lot of money and provide very little benefit. So the article continues. In a letter to his employee, Zuckerberg announced that he would lay off more than 11,000 staff members and extend the company's hiring freeze. Quote, in this new environment, we need to become more capital efficient, end quote, he remarked. Quote, we've cut costs across our business, including scaling back budgets, reducing perks, and shrinking our real estate footprint. We're restructuring teams to increase our efficiency. But these man- measures alone won't bring expenses in line with our revenue growth. So I've also made the hard decision to let people go, end quote. Employees will receive 16 weeks of base pay, as well as two additional weeks for each year of service without limit, and healthcare coverage for the next six months. Okay, well, let's be straight. The tech industry has always been rather loose with their expenses. Uh, matter of fact, the, the tech crash is because they were too loose with their expenses and they weren't taking in enough income. Their ideas are expensive and risky. This whole thing, this whole meta thing Facebook is pushing is running into major problems, and even Mark Zuckerberg has said that certain things he's doing have been a mistake. But in a good economy, these issues are not as pronounced as they are in a bad economy. We don't have a good economy. And companies like Facebook, Alphabet, they depend on people to spend money on products and services, which tend to be expensive and not as valuable. Unlike what Biden has been saying, Inflation is real, and we are in a recession. I have always said that low unemployment does not indicate we are in we are in or not in a recession. Recession. If we are in a recession, we're gonna know because unemployment is gonna go up. Unemployment cause uh, recessions cause unemployment. Low unemployment does not cause or indicate a recession. This is. Economic, basic economics, one of, this is basic economics. Read Thomas Sowell's book, Basic Economics. He discusses this. So to sit back and say, well, we're not in a recession because of low unemployment. Low unemployment has nothing to do with a recession. It's not an indicator. So we'll have to see. Okay, so there's some interesting sports stuff. I, I, big, big news in sports. Uh, I I know, I don't usually talk about sports, but I had to today. So, Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, who I think looks like a man, I don't know, I I don't know, has been transferred to a Russian penal colony. Now, you might remember, she's the one who played in a league on the offseason in Russia, and she was coming back home, and she was arrested for having hashish oil in her luggage. That's, That's a major felony in Russia. And they sentenced her to nine years. Well, now she's been convicted. She's serving her time. Uh, now she's being sent to a Russian penal com- colony, which is another word for forced labor camp or gulag. Her lawyers in Russia have no idea where she is. This was a complete surprise. They did not know she was. they were moving her. Which, by the way, is what Russia does to prisoners. They don't really care. They disappear you. That's what they do. 
Joe Biden was asked about this on Wednesday, and he hopes to come up with a prisoner exchange now that the election is finished. Why the election is a thing, I don't know. He had nothing to do with the election. But uh, that's what he's going to do. That was Josie texting me. I forgot to turn off the volume on my phone. Of course, one of the uh, prisoners Russia wants is a known arms dealer and terrorist. A guy who's been known to be involved in the killing of U.S. troops. Not sure I have this right, but I'm pretty sure a WNBA star who hates America is worth trading a Russian arms dealer and terrorist. And, you know, considering that she hated America while she was here, even LeBron James said, well, why does she want to come here? Why does why does she want to come back? Well, LeBron, now she's in a she's in a gulag. <laughs> she probably wants to come back. But I'm not sure I want her. So I tell you what, the only good news for 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 Brittany is that she does not need to stand for the national anthem. That's the first thing. Okay, British tennis has finally handled a huge controversy by doing the right thing. And I put all that in quotes because this is kind of a weird story. According to the New York Post, Wimbledon's controversial all-white rules are set to be changed after multiple stars flaunted the directives at this year's Grand Slam. Players are required to wear clothing that is almost entirely white from the time they enter the arena to the time they leave. But Aussie Nick Kyrgios, I don't know how to pronounce that because I don't watch tennis, defied the rules on his way to the final. My God, who came up with this rule? The absolute horror that this guy would violate it. Okay, continuing. The article continues. Now, the strict dress code is set to be reconsidered and altered to be more considered for female players. Under the current guidelines, the room for movement is minimal, but with it stating, quote, undergarments that are either are or can be uh, be visible during play, including due to perspiration, must also be completely white except for a single trim of color no wider than a centimeter. Okay, okay. I have a couple of questions here. First off, who exactly is the one that measures the strip of color to verify that it is one centimeter wide on on women's underwear? And has anyone actually been kicked out of a tournament for wearing colored underwear? Underwear? Okay. Being the journalist that I claim to be, I had to do some hard, in-depth research and answer this sort of question. All right? The answer is sort of. First off, this rule isn't that old. This rule was implemented in the mid-90s. So this rule isn't like, you know... 400 years of Wimbledon and its tradition. This is not. But in 2007, a woman named Tatiana Golovin from France wore red underwear while she was playing tennis. And of course, the women wear the skirts, so the the the, um, the uh, skirts, you know, fly around, so everyone saw the underwear. She was She was told to change, and she said, no, I won't. And what ended up happening is the judges said, okay, let her play. It's no big deal. But why would they have let her red wear red underwear? What would be the reasoning? 
that they would just let her flaunt this, these horrid, these important rules. Well, let's read the article because it continues. Female tennis stars spoke out this year over the need to change to the to the dress code, needed over the need for change to the dress code, with many skipping menstruating over fears of leaking and staining their white clothing. Oh well, shit, that makes sense. So we will call this another victory for feminism and a slap at the misogynistic patriarchy. Now, when I said I was going to talk about sports, I bet you were waiting for me to talk about what? Um, football, baseball, hockey, maybe some basketball. No, no. We talk on dumbasses talking politics. We talk about the important stuff. Okay, I love this story. This isn't... I, I love true crime. Sometimes there's a story you just have to analyze. Okay, so like this one. According to Fox 10, which is a Fox affiliate in Arizona, quote, two suspects have been arrested in connection with the death of an 80-year-old Air Force veteran whose decomposing body was found dismembered in his Phoenix home. According to authorities, Phoenix police said Thomas Wallace was being held on one million cash bond on suspicion of second degree murder, concealing a dead body, theft of means of transportation and trafficking of stolen property while Ramona Gonzalez remained in jail on suspicion of fraud and theft. So what happened? What happened? Okay, so apparently this guy, 80 year old man, made friends with this Gonzalez chick. Okay. Now, this Gonzalez chick, she moved in with him. Now, the Gonzalez, she had a major drug issue. We're not sure if the, the soldier had a, the 80-year-old had a drug issue. But for some reason, the two didn't get along and she left. She moved in with this Thomas guy. All right, what's his name here? I'll look it up here. Tom, yeah, Wallace. Wallace guy. So they decided they were going to rob So they go over to the house, break into the house, and Wallace goes in and butchers the guy with a chainsaw. So what do they do? They steal a bunch of his crap. They go to a a pawn shop, and they sell a bunch of the crap. They get $50. One of the pieces of crap they sold was the chainsaw. Now, these guys, probably in a drug-fueled super didn't bother to actually clean the chainsaw. So the chainsaw was covered with blood and flesh. The pawn shop owner took it. A month later they found the guy, they found the dead body because they thought they would hear from the family thought they'd hear from this guy and it'd been over a month. They found it blood everywhere of course, smelled like garbage. Then they found video of who it was. They traced it to the pawn shop. They got all of the stuff from the pawn shop and when they grabbed the actual chainsaw, they said the chainsaw had rotted flesh on it and it smelled like death. So can I ask you a question? What's weirder? The fact that these idiots went in, killed this 80-year-old man for 50 bucks worth of stuff, was it Dumber yet, is it dumber that they brought the chainsaw, the murder weapon, never cleaned it, and gave it to the pawn shop 
for $50? Or is it the pawn shop owner actually took, took the chainsaw, didn't question it, didn't call the police, and stored it uncleaned? Drugs are a hell of a thing. That's all I got to say to that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened today. First off, I know I know the Phoenix area. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens in Phoenix. Phoenix is a weird place. Okay. Now, I don't know what the big deal is about, the, uh, about this, but here we go. According to the New York Post, this kid's birthday was anything but a bust. Oh, that's just... That's terrible. Parents of a five-year-old are at the eye of a social media shade storm. That's what it is. I don't know what a shade storm is. After taking their tot to Hooters on his big day, his birthday. And while the giddy little boy in a viral TikTok video with over 6.9 million views is seen smiling ear to ear while flanked by a band of vivacious waitresses singing happy birthday, digital detractors in the post comments section angrily fired off jeers at his mother and father for for quote forcing sexualized stuff end quote onto him all right now i i really had to think about this story um i asked josie what she thought of this and surprisingly she thinks hooters is actually a family friendly sports bar which is kind of what i thought it was yeah i mean you got the broads wearing um little shorts and tank tops but, I mean, nothing really inappropriate. They don't wear... I, matter of fact, I don't see them wearing anything different than, let's say, what, Buffalo Wild Wings or the Draft or Doug and uh, uh, Busters or whatever it's called. I, I don't see them wearing much different than anything they wear. The big difference is Hooters actually says the girls are going to wear this type of uniform. And those outfits, they're not that tiny. I mean, they cover everything. There's no real secret here. Now, I wouldn't be upset if, for me, and I told this to Josie, I'm not upset that they took these kids to Hooters. I'm upset uh, because of the women walking around. I'm upset they took them to Hooters because Hooters has some of the crappiest food in the um, sports bar business. Their food sucks. It's just like, oh, the service sucks. The food sucks. It's expensive. That would be the reason why I wouldn't have taken that kid there. I mean, if I take the kid to Buffalo Wild Wings, chances are we're going to get served by the same, the person wearing pretty much the same outfit, except they don't advertise it. I also want to point out one other thing. Forcing sexualized stuff, quote, quote. Um, These are probably the same type of people who have no problem with Drag Queen Story Hour or taking their kids to a Drag Queen strips show at a bar or something. So I really don't want to hear about sexualized stuff. But the problem is, this is sexualized stuff, is heterosexual, and we can't have that. All right. We had to get in some culture. We've been too much in the politics and... and uh, politics and... Uh, news and elections and crap like that. So I found a bunch of stories. The funny thing is these stories are this week. I these I didn't have to go back three weeks to see these. Okay, this story is funny, but it really isn't. These types of attitudes that this gal has 
are happening here too. And I don't think that's good for our society. So let's just go through the story and I'll talk about it at the end. From the New York Post, she thinks employers need to throw pet parents a bone. Mary Rose Madigan, 28, from Sydney, Australia, claims pet owners don't get enough respect in the workplace, writing in a personal essay that she's jealous of working mothers because of their flexible working schedules. Quote, do you need to pick up your kids from daycare? Same, my son goes to doggy daycare, end quote. My God. Madigan wrote, in a first-person essay. Okay, uh, quick quick point here. If you need to take your effing dog to daycare, you either A, need to train the dog to not screw up your house, which they do. B, you need to not have a dog. Doggy daycare. Jeez. I have had probably 38 dogs in my life. I have never had to take, I would throw the dog in the back freaking yard and let him go or just leave the dog in the house and clean up after him. But after the dogs get older, they don't make that much of a mess. Okay. Anyway, quote, it is also very unaffordable, $42 a day, and it costs extra if I'm late. So I must go leave your freaking dog in the house or get rid of the dog. According to Madigan, flexible working hours should be introduced for people with fur babies. They should be awarded, quote, the same flexibility and understanding as mothers of human children, end quote. Okay, why does the story bother me? Because dogs are not children. Cats are not children. This is stupid. You are stupid. Kids are human beings. They are more important than animals. Sorry. If little Fido is sitting next to you and he's hearing this and he becomes emotionally stressed out over this thing, remember in the beginning of the podcast, there were five ways the New York Times said they could relieve stress. And you can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can read the the actual uh, uh, steps that you can take to de-stress your dog. Dogs are not people. Dogs age faster. They're animals. They're nothing but animals. And I'm sorry, this attitude is in the United States. Well, I'm just raising my dog instead of having kids. It's the same thing. No, it is not the same thing. It is not. A, it does not make you feel more like an adult, more like a parent. It is not the same thing. Children are children because they're human beings. They're important. And guess what? They are going to be the leaders in the future. They're going to be the ones that produce in the future. Your dog, the only thing that dog is producing is crap. And I don't want to hear that dogs are easier than children. They're not. They're a mess. They're a pain in the ass. And I've had plenty of dogs. I love dogs, but they're a pain in the ass. Josie has a dog, little freaking pug. And I I seem to remember there was a a, a commercial. I might have published it on, on Rumble. But it said, hey, Here's the baby you should have. No, these are not the babies you should have. Dogs are dogs. They die in 12 years. They're finished. Okay? And the big example I like to use, and I I got this. I can't remember who I got this from. I think it was Matt Walsh. If you're driving down the road and you see a dead dog on the highway, what do you do? You drive by it. If you're driving down the road and you see a dead baby, 
what do you do? Yeah, stop. You know why? Because human beings are more important than dogs. So no, you have a dog. A dog is a, a dog is a luxury. Kids are not a luxury. Kids are what they are. They're human beings, little human beings that are going to be part of society in a few years that need to be civilized and all that good stuff. Your dog is not. Your dog will die. You'll put it in the ground. And in five years, after you have a new dog, you won't, you'll just have, you know, little remembrances of that dog. Get over it. Stop. We need to stop minimizing children in human life. And I've got plenty of stories about minimizing human life. I mean, we are being seen, human life is being seen as animals right now. We are nothing but animals. We, we look at the uh, suicide, assisted suicides that are happening in, in euthanasia in Canada. Euthanasia rules, by the way, that they want to implement here. And we can see there's no respect for human life. So what bothers me about this article, this gal is basically not respecting human life and comparing babies and children to dogs. Well, F you. Babies and children are not dogs. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Hope to talk to you next weekend, next week, on Monday when we come back. Uh, have a nice day. Have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.